Have you ever wondered what soul food looks like beyond its familiar borders, how it manifests itself in different cultures around the world? Chef Elisa Reynolds has embarked on an epic international journey, as you just heard, to seek out answers. The renowned celebrity chef and star of the hit Hulu series, Searching for Soul Food, joins us now for a conversation about her new TV series, her own personal journey towards creating Searching for Soul Food and a great deal more, I suspect. Chef Reynolds, good to have you on. How are you today? Hello, 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 Tavis. How are you? I am do you well. Remember me? I, I do. I do. <laughs> do you? You were do, one of my early. Go ahead. You were my, one of my early, early supporters, and I'll never forget it. I'm going to post a picture. I have a picture of us together. Wow. wow. I was so so honored to to be able to cook for you and you to to be an early 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 supporter of my two cents no i do remember you i i love your your food I, I love the restaurant i love supporting you i'm so glad that you're doing so remarkably well uh and uh, i'm honored to have you on this program i was so thrilled given um uh again that i know a bit about your backstory and how you began um i was so yes. thrilled when i saw that you were doing this series. i said is that that's is that Elisa? I had to stop and back up and look. I was so I was just so I was just so taken aback that you are just blowing up in this way. It's a it's a beautiful thing. Uh, as a matter of fact, one oh day one day one day I was coming by your restaurant to pick something up, and Jay Z and Beyonce had bought the thing out. I couldn't get in that day because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Jigga and because yeah. Jigga and Beyonce had, had locked the thing down. The curtains the curtains were pulled. Yeah, they locked it up, man. I could I couldn't get in to, that that particular day. I said, okay, she's arrived now. Jay Z and Beyonce bought the restaurant out. So I'm, I'm so, so, so happy for you. But let me just start by asking, how did the idea for this series come to be? Everybody has a food show, but I love the idea behind yours. How did this come to be? Well, you know what? That's a great question. And I want everybody to understand that idea came to me when I was at my, when I thought I was losing the restaurant. Mm. When I, you know, sometimes being a small business owner, everybody that's a small business owner out there, it's very hard. And so instead of waking up and crying every day, I started thinking about, like, I need to change the way I'm thinking and be creative in this moment because I know that I didn't come this far to, to like, everything to fall apart. And so I would take it as, like, my meditation. And I had, I had hired this young woman, little Janice, shout out to you, and she was so precocious. And one day we're in the restaurant, and, she, and I said, what did you graduate from USC from? And she was like, oh, I write scripts. And I was like, well, I have a story, just talking, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. And um, she said, well, why don't we come to your house, and you write down your ideas, and uh, I'll write it up. And, I'm, you know, it was something for me to get out of this constant, I'm losing my restaurant idea of, like, even in my downtime, it was like sometimes when we're, feel like we have nothing left left we're always constantly thinking about that thing that's mm -hmm. going to take us down versus trying to change your thought pattern and think of things positive and believe that everything is going to be okay mm -hmm. so she comes over and I remember I said you know what and we just started talking about shows and I said what hasn't been represented on tv and I was talking about the food that I make and I'm like soul food what is this what how does it make me feel so good? And it came from pain and all of this kind of thoughts just started going around in my head. And I remember running out of my kitchen and I said, searching for soul food. Mm. We need to be able to uplift my people because a lot of people are like, we should cancel soul food and this, that, and the third. And I was like, 
I want to make something that shows that we in this country, my people, created something that is so worldwide and and other people in other cultures could, could relate to what we've been through, what mm. we've created, and how it ended up being an inspiration and a light and a happiness to something that was created in yeah. such a dark time. I want to talk in a moment, uh, Chef Reynolds, about what you're learning on your journey. But let me just come back to this point you made a moment ago, because I, I, I'd heard about this and I'd, I'd read about it. I saw a couple of, a couple of um, tweets about it. There was a moment uh, when you were on the verge, you thought of losing your restaurant, My Two Cents, which I love. If you if you know anything about L.A., it's right on Pico Boulevard, a great location. Uh, so My Two Cents is one of my favorite places. You should check it out if you've never been there. I promise you, you would not be disappointed with the food, but the desserts are even better. I love her desserts, our dessert offerings. Yeah. I, I shouldn't love it as much my as sister. I do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we got some vegan and we have some gluten free. No. A couple sugar free things. What, what, what about what about your sister? What about your sister? You said your sister. What about her? She 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 is the pastry chef. Yes, Teresa Fountain, Sweetie Reezy. She mm-hmm. is on those cakes and and she's a new grandmother and and it tastes like the the cakes are tasting better since she's a grandmother for some reason now. <laughs> well, she put she put more love in it. She got more love to give. She got more love to give. Exactly. So she put it in her food as well as as well as for her grandbaby. But let me ask you right quick though. Um mm-hmm. this 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 story that I heard about you being on the verge of losing the restaurant. Thankfully that didn't happen, but what what was that about though? Uh well, what I can talk about sure. is uh cuz there's some legal rap. I got it. I got it. It was just it. it was a lawsuit and you know, the crux of it is that we had to come together, Solange, Beyonce, a lot of stars came together, a lot of people from the community, a lot of janitors, a lot of kids. I mean, we ended up having a fundraiser and it was the most humbling experience because I find sometimes we don't ask for help when we need help Mm. and we don't know, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I had this pride thing, like I didn't want anybody to know that my two cents was like, you know, in this legal battle that was going to take us down financially. Um, and it didn't, and we resolved everything, and everyone's cool now. But but during that time, when I tell you I used to wake up, and as soon as I opened my eyes, I started crying because you worked so hard for something. Mm-hmm. And people, you know, I remember writing down all this stuff, like foul bankruptcy, do this, do this. And a friend of mine said, take that off your wall you're now telling the universe that this is what you want. Mm. Put something on the wall that you want. Think about some things that you want. Obviously, take care of business, but in those times when you're sitting around stressing that you've taken care of as much business and controlled as much as you can control, you can change your thoughts to something else. And that's when I birthed Searching for Soul Food. Yeah. And uh, I love it. No. I love yeah, it. It it's, was it was it was deep because I mean I can't tell people enough and I I know I'm small business, especially black small business is tough in America. Los Angeles is not cheap to have a business. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be able to you know, my thing was how do I create evolved nostalgia? Mm-hmm. Evolved nostalgia is feeling like grandmother but giving us a, a healthier approach to it. Gluten free, uh vegan options, uh things that say you know the culture but now have advanced in yeah. terms of health 
you know. Well, I'm I'm just glad. Let me just say this before I move on, move forward here. I'm just glad that um, that thing got worked out and that you did not lose the yeah. restaurant. Again, it's called My Two Cents. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of you already know that uh, Chef Elisa is very popular here in L.A. If you're ever in L.A., stop by My Two Cents on Pico Boulevard and check out the great food and the great desserts, as I said earlier. When we come forward, though, I want to come back more uh, directly and specifically to this uh, new hit uh, Hulu series called Searching for Soul Food and talk a great deal more about that. Our guest right now on KBLA Talk 1580 is Chef Lisa Reynolds, more with her when we come forward. I'm not sure if she wears a raspberry beret when she's in the kitchen doing what she does, um, but she does it so well. Uh, she is Chef Elisa Reynolds. She's our guest uh, between now and the bottom of the hour. And uh, she has a new hit TV series on Hulu called Searching for Soul Food. As I said earlier, knowing her, um, her beginnings and when she brought uh, My Two Cents here in L.A. online, I started supporting it immediately. And I'm just delighted to have her on this program. It's it's a beautiful thing when you see your when you when you see your friends and your colleagues blow up. Uh, I've never been a hater. I, I'm all about celebration, not hateration. And I just love, love, loved when I saw that she had her own show on on Hulu. Oh my God, it was doing so well. It just yes, made me it made yes, me smile. Yes. It made me smile. And I'm so delighted uh, Thank at, you at, so your, much. at your success. Um, let me let me ask you this Thank you. before I talk about the series specifically. Um, what do you think makes soul food such a universal language? You kind of teed that up for me earlier in this conversation, but what do you think it is about it is, it is about soul food, if I can say it, that makes it such a universal language? Well, I think that's you said it in in a nutshell, it becomes your love language when your back is against the wall. Mm-hmm. It's about those times where you had to be creative to to create love in your home, to give it to your loved ones, you know with nothing, creating something from nothing. And it, these things were made with no recipes written down because they were, you know, had to have happened right there in the circumstance. So I call them circumstantial cuisine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when we look around the world, I'm searching, you know, I'm like, okay, I know where it comes from because I, I always go back to this point when I was, uh, Early on, I went to Paris, and I remember these French guy was like, "What is this?" He looked at me he's like, "You're a black American. What, 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 what is this so? What is this? Is this chicken?" It was, and I and I thought about it, and I was like, "Wow, what is it?" Because there's only you know a chicken all over the world, a pig all over the world, a, a, a cow, and it got me thinking. It to that point, like, what does it stand for? Mm-hmm. He's like, "Because it makes me feel so good, and I love it." And I'm like, "Wow." <laughs> wow, there's something to this, you know, and in our experience, and I always go for the youngest, we're the youngest form of the African diaspora, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. we have so much influence on the world. And a lot of times we, you know, whatever we do, good or bad, the world, you know, it flows out through the world as, you know, the most popular, if you will, or you know, it gets a lot of street cred. We get a lot of street yeah. cred, us yeah. American blacks. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to elevate it and, 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 and basically look at us and say, look, we created something that is similar around the world, but, like, we did that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We, we, our bats were there. We, our ingenuity and creativity is world-renowned, and I wanted to see what that looked like in other countries and other places. And, yeah. you know, it's a lot of familiarity, a lot of colonization, 
But again, I'm telling the story through food, Mm -hmm. not through Chef Elise. I want everybody to have, I want this to invoke conversations. I want it to, I want people to now look at their food passionately. All people of all, you know, backgrounds, Mm -hmm. you know, from it's, if it's Asian food, Peruvian food, tacos, there's a story in all of these meals that have lasted for centuries. Yeah. What, what, what are you learning? Um, so uh, about the show specifically, Searching for Soul Food, what, what are you learning as a chef about the, take that, b- about the take that others have around the globe on our creation, on our food? What are you learning about their take on it? I, lo- I learned their take is, wow, you created this. Because the, first of all, they go, this food is delicious. So mm-hmm. back up off of that. They're just like, wow. And when you dig deeper, I did a pop-up in Germany, and, and the Germans had never. We shipped stuff to Germany because they didn't have these products. <laughs> when I tell you, we, we brought peach cobblers and that strawberry freeze brought. Man, when I tell you, these German people, a man came up to me afterwards and said, tasting this food, I know how you survived. Mm. They were like, anybody that could create something like this in the hell that you guys lived through, he was just, they were. Wow. Speechless. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And so with this series, I want food to talk. And I just tell the facts on how it got there. Mm-hmm. And it re- invokes all of these things to where you can sit in your home and you're like, wow. Okay. Hot water, cornbread, uh, hush puppies, all these things, gumbo filet, sassafras, like all of these things that we use that we don't know where they come from. And I want, all Americans to look at us more than a piece of chicken. Yeah. Fried chicken. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I take it. Um, I, I love, I'm, I'm still, I'm struck by this phrase you move, um, used a moment ago, Chef Elisa. Uh, you want the food to talk. You want the food to talk. By, yeah. by the way, speaking of talking, I, by the way, I, I love your French accent. That was a great impersonation. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I hit it on the nose. Yeah, you nailed it. I loved it. I, I love your impression of, of the French guy. But but let me just ask you, I, I, I've never thought about it. As many conversations I've had about food and talked to many chefs over the course of my career, as you can imagine, I've never heard anybody put it quite that way, that you want the food to talk. So let me just ask you, uh, when soul food talks, what does it say? What is it saying? It says that the people that created are full of love and compassion mm. because you see what I mean? If mm-hmm. you can create something that still to this day invokes this much love and comfort, that says a whole lot about a whole, our whole, all of us, mm-hmm. our people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at that time, it, it shows the compassion in the hearts of all of us. That created this food, all the descendants of the slaves, of the enslaved here, you know, and the resilience and the ingenuity and and the power to move this food to a global range. And and without even keeping a recipe, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm and it's powerful. And I just want people to understand the power in soul food. It's powerful. Powerful is the right word. Uh, What was powerful for me was what that German brother said to you. And again, I, I, I do this every day and I've done it for years, as you know, on radio and TV. And I've never I've had all these conversations, mm-hmm. but never quite thought about it in that way. Uh, but you're you're yeah. sharing the story of him saying to you in Germany that anybody that could do this. I understand now why y'all survived. That's a strong yeah. statement about black people. It was so it's 
stayed with me. Yeah. yeah. That, 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 that they can just taste our food and the creativity that goes into it and have a connection between that and why and how we were able to survive slavery, Jim Crow, Jane Crow, that, yes. your, that your food, that your food, white supremacy, that your food could yes. say that to somebody in Germany is arresting for me, in Chef Germany. Lisa. Man, it blew my mind. And when I tell you, this man looked at me so perplexed. They were perplexed mm. because I told the story. Where did this food come from? It came from pillage and beaten and this. You you might have gotten beaten that afternoon and came home and figured out how to make something for your family that tastes so good mm-hmm. with just what you had. Mm-hmm. What kind of people is that? Yeah. My Lord, and it and it and it and it it just for me when he said that it changed my whole. It just got me thinking, like, wow, yeah, what a beautiful people. One thing, one thing that always cracks me up is to your report earlier about they did it without recipes. Is that I can't think of maybe you know something. You're a chef. This is your lane. It's not my lane. I just I just love mm-hmm. to eat. I just, I eat it. You make it. As a matter of fact, right. I, I I was in New York last week and there was a uh, received an award and there was a dinner party dinner party held in my honor last week. And the the host was asking me and asking other guests who were coming to the dinner party whether or not we had any food allergies. And I see it. I said, "Yeah, I'm allergic to not eating food. I'm allergic to not eating." <laughs> but I other than that, I ain't got no. Yeah, other than that, I ain't got no allergies. But but what's I think but, I got that allergy too. Yeah, yeah, I'm allergic to not eating. Um, but but what but what fascinates me though about about what we've done, and my mother comes to mind immediately. Who's probably listening right now in Indiana. Mm-hmm. My mother's an amazing chef herself. And people are always asking for her recipes as folk are asking you for your recipes. And the truth of the matter is, there ain't no recipe. It's a little dash of this, mm-hmm. a little a little dash of that, yeah. a dash of this, a dash. What, what do you make of the fact that soul food must be, we must be the only people who've created something that is now hegemonic around the world. People love it around the world. Mm-hmm. But we did it with a little dash of this and a little dash of that. That's amazing to me. No recipes. Right. And just think about it. No recipes. But during slavery time, there was somebody around there that didn't know how to cook. And they were mm-hmm. like, oh, don't have this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it definitely talent, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's all about being creative with nothing. And it's like artistry. Yeah. It is culinary artistry yeah. at its finest. Yeah. And, and you, think, you think about it, and again, I'm just putting a finer point on this. One of the reasons there were no recipes is because they wouldn't let us read or write. So there you, it is you, right there. Now you, that wow. Yeah, you couldn't read or write. How, how, how you how are you gonna put a recipe down? You can't read or write. It's just a little dash of this, a little dash of that, and you create something be- beautiful and wonderful. But there's no way we can do recipes back then. But I, I digress on right. that point. Let, let me ask you, um, how much you are enjoying the travel, just going around the world, um, and, and having fun doing this show this show, searching for soul food. You know what? It's it's because Tavis, I'm not a spring chicken, so I've traveled, but I, it feels so comfortable to be able to tell our story my way through mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited. I was so excited. I cried on every episode, bawling tears, mm. because I, when I was in Peru with the Pachamanca, it was so energetically like shaking you because... There are people that are dedicated to keeping their food tradition alive. They've been doing a panchamanca. That's the one where you put your food in the ground for 8,000 years. Mm. 
And there are people dedicated to remembering and paying homage to the people that did created these food out of survival and where there was no technology and all of these things. So the, the biggest and happiest moments were just with people that are dedicated to keeping their legacies alive. Yeah. You know, as we move to a world that is, is more technology and less eating together, you know, it's people that are just dedicated to keeping those beautiful traditions, which I think we need, yeah. and to wrap our arms around the cultures and the histories on our plate versus just eating them sometimes. Yeah. Uh, looking at my clock, I got about two minutes, about a minute and a half left in this conversation. Uh, what do you hope the takeaway Already? is? Yeah, I oh know. Can you believe it? You got to come back again. I'm I'm here every day, so you can come yes. anytime you want. <laughs> I'm here every day. Okay. Uh, let me just ask you right quick. What do you Fridays hope? Fridays with Chef <laughs> Yeah. There you go. There you go. I love it. What 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 do you hope? hope the takeaway is from those who are uh, watching or will watch this series searching for soul food on Hulu? That's a great question. I want people to have compassion for what they eat wow. and kind of let the food and let the food talk for them. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, you know, and then let that bowl over into their lives. So the judgments go less on all of us. I want this to bring us together. I want people to learn things that, that usually they have not learned, uh, from just regular society, what's out there. I want people to just travel and, and, and I want young kids that young black kids to look at me and say, you know, you can do anything, but very hard work. I know work isn't in sometimes with the youngins, but it works. Yeah. Work works. Work works. I love it. <laughs> Follow your dreams. Yeah, work works. Yep. And one of my friends says, it'll work if you work it. It'll work if you work it. But work Ooh, works. That's great. Uh, you know what? Let, yeah. me, let me close. I got, I'm out of time. Let me close right quick by saying, uh, aside from the great food and the great desserts at My Two Cents, again, if you've never been there, you'll know what you're missing. Check out My Two Cents here in L.A. on Pico. What I love more than anything else is when you hit that door at your restaurant, no matter what your folk are doing behind the counter, they shout out hello to you. They welcome you to that space. Yeah. That is, I love that, Alisa. I just love, love, love. Welcome. When you hit that door, that welcome, no matter what they're doing, they, they got they got the register going, they're taking orders, they're putting stuff together, but they see that door open and they just yell at you, welcome uh, to my two cents. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. I love that as much as the food, it puts you in the right spirit. The restaurant is my two cents here in LA on Pico. The series on Hulu is searching for soul food. The star of all of that is Chef Alisa Reynolds. I love you, Chef, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Man, I love you too, Tavis. You know that. I can't wait to get a hug on you. I look forward to it. Talk to you soon. All the best to you. When we come forward after news, traffic, and sports, uh, Malik Muhammad of Malik Books, you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580.